All right, Buffalo Bills fans, welcome to another episode of Breaking Buffalo Rumblings. Anthony Marino, happy to be here with you once again, talking everything Buffalo Bills. And I hope you guys aren't sick of me yet. I know you heard from me three times over the weekend. Uh, obviously, we talked about some bold predictions in uh, the Saturday morning show that came out. And then, of course, we had more breaking news uh, later in the day on Saturday, right? First, reacting to the 53-man roster and the you know announcement, really, that came from the Buffalo Bills. And then shortly thereafter, the combo pod with uh, Bruce Nolan from the Bruce Exclusive Show to give you our our live reaction to Tredavious White and his contract extension where he'll be staying with the Bills through the 2025 season. Now here we are. You know, we make it to this point that uh, week one is upon us, the Buffalo Bills hosting the New York Jets on Sunday. And, you know, there's there's plenty of spots, right, where you're going to get previews and, and looking to the game on Sunday against the Jets. So rather than diving into that too much, I figured I'd go off script a little bit, a little bit of a quicker podcast for you today. But but I did want to talk to you about Matt Milano and the 2B fourth-year linebacker for the Bills um, coming into the final year of his rookie contract, right, the former fifth-round pick out of Boston College, and, and really the question if the contract extension will be coming for him. And, you know, we can look to some of the moves this offseason. We saw the restructure and extension in place for Jordan Poyer. Uh, we saw a minor restructuring for Stefan Diggs and his contract with the Bills to really front load some of the money into those first two years. We saw the contract extension for Deion Dawkins. And then we saw the contract extension in place for Tredavious White. And, and now you've got really kind of that last guy coming into the final year of his rookie deal, right, coming from that 2017 draft class. And you can look to things with that group, right, and you think to yourself, man, three just significant players for your team and Dawkins, White, and now Matt Milano. But Milano is the one that has not been extended yet at this time. And you do wonder to yourself, okay, is it just a matter of time? right, that you you look at certain pieces and how the team would prioritize things or when it may take place. And at first, I was certainly thinking like, hey, you know what, things with Milano, they'll, they'll get done in time, right? Sean McDermott, um, kind of how he values his linebackers, how important they are to his defense and what would take place there. Um, I certainly thought Milano's extension was going to get done before anything involving Tredavious White. And of course, Tredavious White, an, an all-pro arguably the best player on the Buffalo Bills. But I say that because, right, he had the fifth-year option, which was picked up. So the Bills had White locked up through the 2021 season. I figured they had time to figure things out there, right, to kind of let the salary cap readjust and what that may look like and all of those pieces, knowing that the cap might be down a little bit in 2021. So I thought Milano was going to get done next, right? Honestly, I thought Milano was going to get done first. I thought his would be relatively easy compared to Dawkins, compared to Tredavious White. And I say that because that linebacker market is a little bit more um, conducive, right, to the salary cap. I mean, you can look at something for Milano, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to $13 million per year. If you're talking about a four-year deal, somewhere in the 40 to $50 million range. Um, it's certainly less right than the type of contract that Tredavious White got than the type of contract that Deion Dawkins got, but also that those are two guys that 
not that Deion Dawkins would set the market, but Laramie Tunsil reset the market for tackles. And what would that look like, right, if Dawkins would wait and kind of, you know, leverage for some more dollars there? And the same thing for White. We talked about it on the podcast with Bruce Nolan uh, over the weekend, right, when you've got a Marlon Humphrey, a Marshawn Lattimore, a Jalen Ramsey also ready to sign contracts. Was White going to take his time? Um, obviously that's not something he wanted to do. He wanted to lock this up. So I thought Milano was going to get done first. And then you had Brandon Bean on WGR this morning talking on the Howard Simon show with uh, with Howard and, and Jeremy White. And here's a quote, Bean on a possible Matt Milano contract. Right now our cap space is down to a little over $5 million. This year would probably be hard, never say never, but we'd have to get creative. It may make the most sense right now to wait until the offseason. Bean also added, we study other contract extensions around the league a lot. They all impact the market and who we have coming up. That comes with both guys we want to re-sign and the free agent market coming up the next season. So you go through with this piece, right? And probably the first time that Bean and his comments has talked about waiting on Milano until the offseason. Um, earlier, right, when I'm trying to think back, earlier interviews that he did, um, he spoke much more optimistically about signing Dawkins and Milano. Those are the two guys that came up most in conversation, again, entering the final year of their deals. And um, and now he's talking about the offseason. And you wonder how much of this is just hesitancy to pay Milano based on some of those contract terms or more along the lines if it's just that, you know, situation where you say to yourself, like, okay, is the reduced salary cap, everything that's taking place here, you know, is that someone that they would look to replace in the draft? Um, from my standpoint, I hope it is something where they are more just looking at it and saying, how can we work out the financials? How can we get this extension done? Um, certainly a player, you know, playing out his rookie contract, especially someone that has been as productive as Milano has been on the field. Again, I have to be honest. I mean, I guess when I say I'm disappointed, that's probably too harsh of a term, but I wish they would have locked up Milano sooner. I think we've seen when he's on the field just how important he is, um, you know, playing basically 100% of the snaps alongside Tremaine Edmonds. Um, what the team has looked like when he is not on the field uh, is certainly not something that I care to see based on some of the, the depth issues that they've had. You know, I don't know what AJ Klein brings to the table. If Milano were to be out, if that's someone that has the uh, the ability or a chance to to kind of slide over into that spot, but but with that said, right a, again, is this the type of situation where Matt Milano is going to have to wait until the end of the 2020 season? And you know, for me, I just don't think there's enough indication yet at this time of what the salary cap could look like in 2021. There was a talk of a floor of $175 million. Is that going to be true? As more and more teams announce their plans to have some fans in attendance, how much does that impact an increase on that $175 million total? Right. If it's something where by the end of the season, everybody's got, you know, 25% capacity, okay, that is not going to get them back to a $200 million salary cap, but can it get them to? $185 million or $190 million that then gives some of that that room where they can work. Um, I've certainly seen some people online, um, you know, have been a little bit upset that the team held on to Trent Murphy and that they could have rolled over that 7 to $8 million and used that to extend Milano 
in the future. Um, I tend to think along those lines that Sean McDermott, Brandon Bean, you know, when I say they're in win now mode, they they see this window of opportunity to win the AFC East with Tom Brady down in Tampa Bay. And now in this position that, uh, you know, for 2020, that is the goal. And they have the roster that should be able to accomplish that. That includes Matt Milano. Um, a lot of things can happen between now and the the end of the season. Um, but again, for for the player, I would have hoped that this one would have been taken care of in advance. You, you know I'm thrilled that Tredavious White has signed his extension, right? But like I said, I thought there would be a little bit more time to get that one done where they could have worked on things for Milano first. Um, as they do talk about the, you know, the possibility of doing some things moving forward, um, I still think there's the, you know, Again, chances where they can get creative with some of the things that they have. There's guys that they could cut going into 2021 um, that, you know, that would be a very little dead cap hit. Um, I'm not saying that I want them to get rid of anyone like a a John Brown or a John Feliciano or any, um, you know, any of these guys, right, as you take a look at it and stumbling through my thoughts there just a little bit. But like I said, I was surprised when I, you know, heard it from Bean this morning and I read the quote to you guys. Again, as he says, you know, we'd have to get creative. It may make the most sense right now to wait until the offseason, where from my perspective, I would have thought that the Bills would have looked to have, uh, you know, gotten that core piece to their defense, their linebacking core, and one of those key guys, right, when you talk about the back the back five on the defense, and that's Tremaine Edmonds, Matt Milano, um, you know, really looking at Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, and and Micah Hyde, right? Those key five guys that play about 100% of the snaps every single game. Um, I thought they would have gotten that contract extension done by now. But again, 2020, COVID-19, the impact on the salary cap, just not something happening at this point. Um, with all of this being said, I think I would be remiss if I did not share with you guys any sort of a prediction for Sunday's game as the Buffalo Bills host the New York Jets. Um, I try not to get caught up too much in what you see in the media. I don't follow the Jets all that closely yet. And with no preseason football or the opportunity to see these guys on the field, you don't want to get ahead of yourselves too much. But as I look at the players that have opted out for them this season, most notably C.J. Mosley, when I look at their banged up wide receiver core, that is certainly something um, from those lines, which I think has an impact on them as a team. You've got the strife between uh, Le'Veon Bell and Adam Gase. You know, when you talk about arguably your your best offensive player and, and just everything taking place there, as well as them having a brand new offensive line and, and how that is going to play out and how they are going to perform and what that looks like for for Sam Darnold. So I realize I'm painting a bleak picture of the New York Jets. Um, it's a team that that honestly I don't I don't take lightly because you just look at them for the most part um, a tough nosed team. But an AFC East rival is always going to be a tough game. Um, but with that said, I really like the Bills' chances on Sunday um, in this game. I think the continuity that the Bills have had, um, the addition of Stephon Diggs, um, I am that's the thing I am most excited to see as the Bills start the season. So I do have the Bills with the victory. Um, I say this a, a relatively easy one, 28-13 to 13 over the Jets. Um, I just look for the Bills to, to really kind of control this game from start to finish. Um, the Jets, I think, will certainly be a better team as the season goes along, but they've got to get their footing. And again, with so many of the changes 
that they have had to their roster and different pieces taking place. It might take them a few weeks to get their footing, and I just don't see it happening in week one. So for me, I've got the Bills, again, 28-13 to 13 with the victory over the Jets. Um, let's hope I'm right, but uh, I'd always love to get your feedback and impression as well. So hit me up on Twitter at Anthemarino. You can hit me in the comments section here. Always appreciate you guys tuning in. Let me know your thoughts on Matt Milano, too, if you're surprised with uh, the comments from Bean or if maybe I'm just overreacting here. But, uh, again, I always appreciate the feedback. Appreciate you tuning in. And as always, go Bills.